Welcome back to We Was Detectives. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'm your other host, Chanel. And we are finally back with a new show to talk about. We are going to be... I mean, this is better than before. This is better than before. And I think we plan to actually do every episode this time, so that'll be fun. We are Mm going to be reviewing HBO's True Detective Season 4, Night Country. That's an anthology show. I'm sure you all have heard True Detective for a while. Most people watch season one. Like I remember season one being really big. It was like one of those things people liked. Yeah, to. that was that was McConaughey and who? Uh Woody Harrelson. Yes, okay. The dad. And then season two was okay. And then that was I don't that know, was Colin Farrell. That was Colin Farrell. I don't know anyone who watched season three because I didn't watch season three. I watched I season three. You watched season three? Yes. I didn't watch season three. Are you a joke? Season three was where the spirit, the like supernatural element really came in. Colin, Fer- oh, Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn. You forget it's Vince Vaughn is in this one. You need to go back. That to was in season two. two. Okay. Yeah. Season three was Mahar- Mahershala. Oh, Mahershala and- Ali was in season three. You didn't know? That? Yeah, you didn't no, know. No, I didn't know. It was an interesting one because it had to do with like him aging or some shit. When I tell you, I don't remember. Things go in my brain and out my brain. But season three, who was the white guy with him? It was Mahershala on I actually can't tell you because they're giving me the cast all at once and I can't remember anything. I cannot remember a thing about the show but Antlers. I remember Antlers. That's all I got for you. Okay, it was Mahershala and oh, it was more women than anybody else. It was uh, Carmen Ijogo uh, and Stephen Dorff. That's what it was, Stephen Dorff. Um, he's in, he's a nigga from, uh, he public. He's a white guy in Public Enemies, and the Iceman. I don't, know, I you know his face. You know his season, face. Season four stars Jodie Foster and Kylie Reese, Reese, who I had never heard of. We gotta talk about her explicitly. We have to talk about her. Did you know she was a boxer? You can tell she's a boxer. Which, <laughs> did you see the material? Are you joking? Yes, I did. She is so fine. Like she yes. is so fine. They is it Issa Lopez? No, that's a that's a writer. That's a showrunner, writer, and director, which is dope. Um, okay, so the la, Pizzo, somebody named last name Pizzolato was the showrunner and writer for the last three seasons. So they have a woman doing it now, doing everything. Um, and the actress's name is Kylie Race. Did you say that already? Yeah. Oh, she started, like, you're saying, like, she was, like, a big deal boxer. She was the IBA champ. Like, she was a boxer. Mm-hmm. And then she she retired, and she mm-hmm. did some broadcasting, and then she became an actress, and now she's a true detective. <laughs> I fuck with her. Okay, so, um, with that said, I want to, before we get into the show, actually, I forgot. Um, I wanted to just talk about something I just saw that's completely unrelated. Okay. So I was on, you know, like, have you seen the Twitter t- and TikTok divide? Like, literally something that TikTok loves, Twitter will fucking hate. And something that Twitter thinks is funny won't translate to TikTok or like in TikTok and Instagram are more similar. But there's all these times when people are gassing something up on TikTok and it makes it to Twitter and people are like, this is so corny. Like the dude who like showed his Target day and showed like every step of his day going to Target and listening to Drake and like going to the gym and just like a get ready with me. And so on TikTok, people are like, oh, love it. Like you look so good. And on Twitter, they're like, nigga, did you set up a, a tripod in the aisle at Target to show us 
us you grabbing crackers like what's wrong with you have you noticed this like different no okay because basically influencers who are very very obnoxious in real life will their content will go up on tiktok people will love the content because they're like oh it's a get ready with me video it's like a this is how i shop this is how i cook this is how i pack and on twitter that same video people be like who the fuck cares like that's just kind of what happened the translation so anyway this um something similar happened this girl was like i'm gonna show you how to make money i'm gonna do all this so she was showing that with her, what she did to build her business credit was she made she she sorry i'm gonna hit the mic she did sales from one llc to the other llc repaid off her credit card with the money from that sale so back on the card like so it was like she used a credit card to make this make the payment for the original sale use the cash from the payment to pay off the credit card and then use that to build up her credit and then get credit cards because of her increased business credit and like get quick and loans credit and whatever and then she would liquidate the credit cards as a down payment to buy property and she was like you guys can do this too it's so easy and people were on Twitter on TikTok, like, okay, like it. Thank you for the tips. People on Twitter are like, bitch, you're going to prison. <laughs> They're yes. like, that is literally circular transactions and check hiding. Like, this is so fucked up. And then she had this woman who walked around this brand new property. Don't get me wrong though. Like, apparently she does like pink Airbnbs and they look wonderful. They look like she looks like she puts her properties, she puts care into them. Like all she needed was the money to get this shit started. But the point is that she's showcasing her crimes and saying, like, it's so easy, you should do it too. And so she had a client on there who they were showing the new property. It's like a brand new property they're going to use. She bought for Airbnb. And she said that she, like, opened up credit cards across all the banks, including Navy Federal and Bank of America, that didn't require a business credit check or whatever. And then she liquidated 150 k for her down payment on her property. And they were like, how much is the interest on those fucking full credit card? Like, how was she going to, is she going to make that money back? And later we're like, you ruined this woman. And so it's so crazy because on TikTok, they are not with that energy. And on Twitter, it's like a, a thousand, 1.2K quotes of like, bitch, you're going to prison, prison. Like they're delete this now. Like this is why I'm FBI. not on TikTok. I don't think that's why you shouldn't be on TikTok. I think it's more like that's why you shouldn't take any financial advice. Well, I well TikTok is just so much bullshit. Every time I every time I see TikTok, I like I see some cool stuff on TikTok. Now, don't get me wrong, but a lot of it is so much bullshit or misinformation or like people who don't fully understand stuff and they see something that's cool and they're like, "Let me show you how this cool thing works on this really surface level." And then right. a bunch of people who aren't experts are like, oh, yeah, like I've seen a lot. Like I'm into home improvement. Like I do a lot of like mm-hmm. house stuff. And so I see like TikToks of like people doing house improvements. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, dog, you can't do that. Like you can't just shoot a nail into a wall. Like you got to tell people how long a nail's to buy. Are you going to poke into pipes and shit? Like, and you're going to have people fucking up their house trying to do this shit they see on TikTok and you're not really explaining it. I can't even imagine that for financial information. Oh my God. (laughs) Literally the same, because at that point, I don't think Shorty knows it's illegal. I don't think it's a matter of her like thinking it's great thinking it's illegal and want to put you on. I think she's like, nobody said anything to me. And then the American education system is so shitty. Like you get penalized for not knowing laws and they don't teach you laws. And then on top of that, 
like our liter our financial literacy is so shit like you don't you watch it and you don't know that it's illegal unless somebody says it and then you're like oh shit probably so um by the way i'm gonna try to sneak some british dialogue into our podcast today because i've been watching this british podcast and the words that they use are so wonderful and it's like so close to our words but so different and so anyway if i it's so much better it is it just sounds like their slang is more proper so the last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we get into the show, because that was a terrible accent. Uh, the last thing I want to talk to you before we get into the show is: did you did you see American Fiction and did you like it? Yeah, I saw. It. They screened it at my school. I did like it. The ending was interesting, but it also like I think from start to finish, it's like as a black person, enjoy it, but don't take it so seriously. Like it's not going to change the world. And if you think of it like that, it's like the movie did what it needed to do, and it proved the point it needed to prove. I think. And then also Sterling K. Brown is so good as an act. He's such a good actor because you just believed him as that. You believe him as somebody's husband with kids. You believe him as whatever the fuck he wants to show up as on that set today. You believe that man. Well, everyone was great because Jeffrey Wright is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think Issa is a good actress. I do. But I feel like Issa plays Issa in everything that I see her. I think so, too. um, And that's not a bad thing because a lot of actors do that. But I've like I like you like you just said yeah, with Stanley exactly. K. Brown, like he's playing like completely different characters and stuff that I see him in. Like completely mm-hmm. yeah, different characters. Yeah, East is just like Issa as a as a writer who like yeah. is gonna tell you how she feels. In Barbie, maybe she was a little bit more like she was but she, she was, was basically more of an like, ensemble. She was basically Issa as president. Yeah. I mean it's cute. <laughs> I mean, again, we a, a million black women deserve to be able to just be them at, on. Yes, on, I say that all the time. I totally agree. With I you, so. I used to do. Uh, I used to be a critic, and I used to get to these screeners and review these movies. And I would always say, when we would go, when I would get a screener for like a black movie that wasn't good, right? I would always say, I'm getting. I would go in. A, I would go in my show and be like, I'm getting more screeners of like black movies that aren't good, and I'm seeing more black movies that aren't good in the movies. And I was like this is a sign that equality is coming. Like equality is not just that the best black stuff get made. Mm-hmm. Like your black stuff mm-hmm. gets made if it's exceptional. No, equality yeah, is when I can yeah. go to the movie and I can be like, this movie was ass. And then they get a sequel mm-hmm. like Adam Sandler does. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that's equality okay. to me. You're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. I think it's, I think that's a strong argument. Um, yeah, so I mean, but speaking of stuff that is real, real good, like real good is True Detective. And I know that some people don't love, like you said, like people don't watch season three or whatever. I think what I forgot when until I started watching is that um, this show does have a supernatural element. And so if you yes. know that, then you know it's not just some serial killer shit. Like, I feel like season one, I thought it was some serial killer shit. And then, like I said, there was something about antlers. I'm going to remember eventually. And then um, you were like, okay, bet this is something else. Okay, so like, for example, and the because fir- we don't have time to recap the first three seasons because I don't remember them. But um, season one uh, explores themes of philosophical pessimism, masculinity, and Christianity. And um, also like, and it talks through the portrayal of women and the influence of comics and weird horror fiction. By the way, I'm using Wikipedia as a resource. And yes, I did decide to pay Wikipedia $3 a month. So I am a donor and a benefactor at this point. Um, okay, so it was obviously a super interesting show with a lot of like great work and art design. There's a lot to go into it. 
Um, what I wanted to just get into though is the and it won a, like the first one won a lot of awards and I think set a really high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, they what I wanted to just get into was more about the the what happened. Yeah. Okay. So basically, and um, I got the notes. You want me to start going through it? Oh no! I'm talking about season one. Oh, season one. Okay. Well, it's yeah, kind of an anthology show. Mhm. Mhm. So good. Yeah. There's just like um so there's like disappearances and them trying to figure out um this girl being missing and there's murders as well and then there's like this um there's like it there's drugs involved but then there's there here's where it is. Based on forensic evidence, one of the detectives speculates um that one of the killers was uh using drugs in order to make her make the victim hallucinate and so there's a burnt out church that they find wreckage of the police do and they find a wall painting depicts a human wearing deer antlers and so if you go later to the end of the season like there's a time when the killer has the the killer was nasty as fuck he like you know how some killers just make you throw up because they look so disgusting and terrifying Mm -hmm. um so what we find is that uh, there's a man who is uh, holding a woman hostage and making her have his babies. And then um, they find him and they have to go through a labyrinth. That's what it is of trees and tunnels. And then he does uh, the, 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 the main therapist, which therapist, oh my God, detective, which is um, McConaughey starts hallucinating because of the stuff they gave him, but they fight. Um, and then he does kill him, but while he's down in the, um, while he's down there, they find dozens of bodies and find out like, okay, this guy did this, but there was also like something really extra about it in the sense of like the hallucinations felt spiritual, but they weren't. So like, they kind of toyed with it a lot here where it was like, not, it wasn't like a ghost or a spirit, but it was somebody doing really deep, like deep anti-christian slash demonic slash spiritual stuff so that's kind of how they started and then season two i don't it wasn't really notable and then season three was about like memory and then season four seems like it's going to be its own thing but i just want to talk through one i guess to be like this is the type of show they're making yeah no think of it for all black listeners who haven't watched it it's essentially like uh Tales from the Hood for white people. Is this what this is? Supernatural. That works. To, 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 like trying to figure this shit out. But instead of it all being in one season, it's, each season is encapsulated in its own story. And this story uh, is called True Detective Night Country. That's the, the moniker for this season. Uh, and this takes place in Alaska. Uh, and there's a lot of indigenous people, which is really good because you don't see that often important. on television. So important. You know, we, we often talk about black people on TV and we get quite a bit of black people on TV. You get brown people on TV. You're starting to get more mm-hmm. Asian people on TV. You don't get a lot of stories uh, with indigenous people, uh, mm-hmm. particularly with them as leads. Uh, and so I found you that get to re- be... Reservation Dogs, um, which came out recently. You yeah. stream on Hulu, catch up on that. Killers of the Flower, Flower Moon, which is about uh-huh. like the tra- trauma, though, at the same time. So I think Res Dogs is like the closest thing to like just life on life in that community and this one like you said is is dope because they're writing it the way you want any people any marginalized people to be written like they just happen to be characters and they weave in the culture in a very thoughtful yes. way 
And that's it. Like, it's not about like, oh, white people, white savioring them. It's not about, oh, all the pain they went through. And now you only see them through that lens. It's like white, but, and then they talk about it in a way that I really appreciate when indigenous people are coming for white people, like real casual, just like to their face, like, you know, you white, right? And they'll be like, oh, you know, it's that's what they my do when they write, when they write a movie for ethnic white people is what they do. It's essentially like, if I wrote a movie about like, uh, uh, Norwegians, right in Norway, it the movie could be about anything, but it's going to have like Norwegian culture in it because it's taking place in yep. Norway, right? And so mm-hmm. that stuff's going to be a part of it. But it's like it's not like here's my public service announcement about Norway. Like it's not mm-hmm. like that. Like we yeah, get that oftentimes with with brown and black people. And so this mm-hmm. one is just like this takes place in Alaska. There's a lot of indigenous people who live in Alaska. And so that stuff's going to come up, but it's not like that's all this is about. And so it, it normalizes it, which is good. Yeah. And I forget I haven't seen a black person this whole episode. Like I didn't, I even, mean, I, I, I stopped I counting. Think, I didn't even do my counter. I usually have a counter. We aren't there. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to be. It we makes don't have sense. To be there. This yeah, is it the makes one sense. time when it fucking <laughs> makes sense. I'm not going to be anywhere where it's one that cold and two that dark for that much time of the year. Um, and so like setting has a is going to have a big part of this story but I just want to say before because I want to talk about this only from now on but just being a black writing and acting I think I told you I, I finally went back to watch season one of Falcon the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah and they randomly weave in black stuff like once an episode they'll give you a black phrase or like a New Orleans type of thing like and I noticed that but I was also like not enthused because it wasn't enough um for me and so I just want to bring that up because I feel like sometimes people try it but it's it's still like they're like this is Marvel but we're gonna make it we're gonna give you some black slang for 60 seconds if that's enough well they did a Um, whole episode on it when they had uh old Captain America mm -hmm, Isaiah Bradley uh, but yeah. yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, but just he's getting like, his own movie. Like, so I think part of the story Falcon? with that went, yeah, part of the story with that was that was what you're saying. I think part of the story was that like that Falcon wasn't that like in the comic book. So when not to tangent too much, but when he became Captain America in the comic books, his whole thing was, I don't like, I'm not trying to be the black Captain America. Like Steve was my best friend. I'm taking over from him. I'm just going to be me and be Captain America. But then he soon realized that the world around him, like in real life, you're black when the world around you sees you black. So like one of the first, ep- one of the first issues in the comic books is he saves someone and they're on like this bridge and the news is there and their version of Fox news is there. And somebody's talking to him. And then these two, these girl scouts come up to him and it's a white girl scout and a black girl scout who's trying to get him to buy Captain America to buy cookies. And Fox News is like, we all know who he's going to buy the Girl Scout cookies from. Like, that type of thing, right? Because mm. that's what would happen. Like, that type of shit was what would happen, right? And so throughout the issues, he has to conf- he has to deal with, like, yeah, as much as I don't want to be the Black Captain America, I am the Black Captain America. And mm-hmm. so, like, mm-hmm. to, to, to side it all up, he's actually getting a movie. It's called Captain America New World Order. So he's going to be the star as Captain America in a Marvel movie. Happy to hear and that. So, in the show, um, that that definitely is what they tackle. I just remember our last episode, we were debating about why leads can't yeah. be black or whatever, and I think that's like a good example. Not to say they can write it that way, but that's a good example of your why your line of thinking and why it is the way it is. So let's get into this episode. Uh, this episode was called 
Uh, do I, I thought I, I just closed the. Um, it's called. It's called part one. Oh yeah, it was just called part one. That's all <laughs> it said. Country part one. And <laughs> um, remember, Alaska has how long is it dark there for? Like months, three months I out think, the year, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's a long time. Like, uh, how many days in a row yeah. is it dark in Alaska? At least uh, sixty days of night. Sixty God, days of night. Yeah. Can you imagine so that? No, that's why I'm saying we don't need to be here. This is so skip. Let this pass over our house. Um, I will say the scenery is amazing, right? Like the very first scene, the reason why I knew it was something um, spiritual happening is because there's this dude, there's this indigenous dude uh, shooting caribou and they all see something and then they all just turn and run off a cliff. Like I'm talking about a whole herd of <laughs> yeah. caribou, just like mass suey. And he's like, Okay, like, and I'm like, you didn't run home and say, "Hey, I know this is in a book oh, somewhere." Oh, so like, no. What, what actually happen? happened was that was the last day before night. Because remember, they showed the sun going down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they just zapped. They mm-hmm. just zapped out. Yeah, they like they just saw something and they did. By the way, did you see? Um, the, I, I part of me wanted them to fly because I'm like reindeer. Did you see? Uh, the world, the world, leave the world behind on Netflix. What's that? No. It's a Mahershala movie with Jen- Julia Roberts and Ethan yeah. Hawke and my girl from the industry. It it's worth watching. Yeah, let's let's have you watch that if you can. Um, okay. as it just reminds me of that. But um, yeah. So basically, the setting is in Alaska, like you said, and we start in this research center that's like well populated. People are there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all. It's, yeah, it's all called Tisala Arctic Research Center. And they're watching Ferris Bueller, by the way, which is an interesting thing because you see it over and over again. It's the same fucking scene. Same scene. And I was yeah, like, what's going on here? Do they have a scene on repeat? Like, that's some old school DVD machine type shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's a diverse group of men who are there researching something. Did you catch up? Oh, they're researching, like, what's under the yeah. ice. No, they're, yeah. So, they re- so they say it later in the episode that what they're researching is. Uh, the economic, the ecological, uh, and what's the word? Uh, environmental uh, part of arts and uh, of I'm about to say Antarctica of Alaska, and then the effects of climate change that's having up there. So they're researching mm-hmm. climate change as well. Um, yeah, so they go Can through I- the facility. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have like a once we finish describing it, I want to show a clip, like a ten okay. second clip. Yeah, and so. Uh, they're going through this whole facility, and everyone's mm-hmm. like doing random shit. People taking showers, yeah. cooking food, just people living. living in a fucking remote location doing research. And then one of the dudes just starts shaking, like he's having. That's a the part I want to show. Okay, well, show. You might. Oh yeah, does play. that have words? Yeah, play. Yeah, play. can you um give me this uh access to share? Yeah. I don't know why it does that. Okay, go ahead. Were you sharing this? No, it doesn't matter. Okay, let's just do audio for my computer. Oh, yeah. Let me stop. Oh, that's what you had some. All right, here we go. Let's see. Make sure you can hear it. It it might blow your ears out, though. Can you hear it? Okay. Hey, Lurk, are you okay? 
she's awake, he says. Yeah, so, so she said that was the that was the weirdest part. That's when I knew some weird shit was happening. Yeah, some shit. Because who the fuck is she? And then also I didn't notice this until now. The dude's making like a TikTok in Spanish with about his sandwich. I didn't realize he was recording on his phone. And so later, like there's a dead phone, and I'm wondering if they are able to bring that video up. Like oh, that's a good on point. that phone. Yeah, I didn't realize that because he see, he stops and sees him. Um, but yeah, so that's probably the last like supernatural very clearly supernatural sign until the end well until like well no there was stuff all throughout this no you're right but like that's that's like the most that they started out very clearly this is not um a serial killer just walking around killing people because it happens to be dark this is some other shit and then you kind of see it throughout so then they give us a title card and the title card says december 20th third day of night that's how we know they're in the middle of the 60 day well the beginning of the 60 Mm -hmm. days of night uh part and did you see this like dude, some old old white man yeah. come to the delivery to the facility? He's dropping off funyuns because of how far out they are, and also of how like Alaska probably works. He, they have to order their food all at once, so he's coming in and like shipping in snacks and special stuff because there's no fucking corner store to run to. Um, and he's like wondering why they're playing games, and he's just looking around. Like you, and then and then we see that by the time he gets there, so if it's like three days later or whatever, or however long it's been, because they find out it's not immediately after, like, the TV's still running, the lights are still on, the Cokes are well, still on. Well, this is what weirded me out, in. though, because they co- so when he weird. comes in, the same part of Ferris Bueller's playing of the Beatles song. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. No, it doesn't so that stop. Clearly, then- that clearly means something. The guy drops his keys and he sees a fucking tongue laying on the floor. And it's clearly human. It don't look like a cow tongue. It's not hairy enough. It's a human tongue. And so then that's when the police get brought in. Um, and, well, that's when we get our title card and we get my song by Billie Eilish that I like. Um, and then we get introduced to our detective. What's his Navarro. Detective Navarro. Navarro. Detective. Well, and, she's Trooper Navarro because she well, got Trooper Navarro, yeah. There's controversy about her getting downgraded because of her obsession with the case, but I have a different theory. You want to hear it? What is your theory? I think her and Danvers was fucking around. And I think she transferred. Yes. And there's a reason why she says it later. She says, you asked me to transfer. But but Danvers wasn't there at first, you remember. She says that like I wasn't there. Because remember to get into the argument... Mm -hmm. And later about it being about oh people, she was already tra- there. You think? I think if I, if I understood part of the conversation correctly, I thought what she was saying was like she was struggling as an agent of whatever the force is that they're on, and then she like so basically there's this case we find out about later that she's obsessed about. It was an mm-hmm. indigenous woman who was murdered in a really gruesome way, and they never found the killer. It was like three years ago. And she happens to be missing her tongue. So that actually is why it comes up. That's what um, triggered her. Yeah. But before so, that, though, she stopped it. She comes to investigate this crime at this factory. Mm-hmm. And this guy is laid the fuck out on the ground. And she goes, what happened here? And the woman, and the woman was like, oh, I he hit drunk. him upside the head with a bucket. Mm-hmm. A metal like, bucket. What? Like, but he's also just drunk. And she was like, just fuck him. And the Texas is like, what? The, or and Navarro's like, are you joking? But then the more she says, um, what's your name, hon? Who's your Aka? And so like they're they're white, but like they're using indigenous language. Like I, I was confused about that because like clearly she was 
invoking something with her but basically the more they talk the more they realize like he was beating on the girl and so the older woman was like oh I'm gonna kill you if I have to um and then we learn a lot about Navarro in this moment because she technically could arrest a woman but she sees like she's like you're beating on your on your wife it's a wrap then she locked his ass up uh, and so then we cut back to the research facility and this is where uh, Hank and we meet Hank and, da- and uh, Danvers, uh, Chief Danvers, and they're basically investigating this shit. Uh, and they walk in in the same part of Ferris Bueller's playing again. I was like, yo, is this the same day? Like, what is this? But they do a good job of explaining that because Danvers is like really like meticulous on this stuff. And so she's looking around and she's like, yeah, look at this sandwich. It looks like it was there. But if you look at the mayonnaise, it's been there for a while. So she deduces that it's been three days. Mm-hmm. since whatever went down went down is basically what she and came then, to with. and okay so then there's this really interesting um dynamic where okay so we have navarro who is the indigenous detective turned trooper who yes. is still like fuck you bitch i'm from here i'm gonna investigate how i want to then you have danvers who by the way when her and navarro first went back and forth about the um whether or not the tongue belonged to the lady, she called her Danvers, and I literally thought she was making a Miss Marvel like joke, oh my God. like calling her Carol Danvers, <laughs> like, "Oh, you think you got it all figured out?" Then I realized her name is actually Danvers. So anyway, um, Danvers has this dynamic with one of the main deputies, where I'm pretty sure he's her ex-husband. No, but, he, okay. no so that's Hank, and the little boy was Pete, which is his son. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was his, I don't think that was her ex-husband because. Well, she says something about like, you don't have any fucking experience making cookies or whatever the fuck. Oh, she did? You know what I'm saying? Because she didn't talk to Pete like that was her son. So I think, I think that if, if I'm correct, this is my theory. My theory is that they were married, but she's not the mother to any of those kids and, or she's the mother to like the youngest or one of them. Right. And then I think that there i think it's very complicated i think that all of them are his kids and i think that they got divorced and then i think she was married to somebody else who died in a drunk driving accident and now she's taking care of her stepdaughter like i think there's multiple layers to it because all of the boys all there's three different guys three three right there's three boys two or three sons basically she just keep popping up with kids like every time you see a new kid it's like she he belongs to them somehow and they're like that's their dad so prior is definitely who they are but then she's taking care of a girl who sees a boy that calls him dad and sees him as a sibling so i don't know what the fuck but there's clearly like a lot of comp- layered family dynamics here that's what I'll say. But the but yeah. the boys don't call her mom, they call her chief. So we find out the names of the missing people, Ralph Emerson, Anton Kodoff, uh, Raymond Clark, Lucas Marins, uh Galvin Molina, Vera Meta, and Anders Lund. I don't know if those names will matter, but we see them later on in the episode and we'll get to that. Uh they're going throughout the facility and they see a whiteboard. And on the whiteboard in big ass bold letters is we are all dead. And I was like, what is going on here? Another so, paranormal activity. Like, something is happening. And so uh, Hank tells Danvers, like, Danvers is like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to call the families, let them know that these things are missing. And Hank's like, what are you doing that for? Then they're going to panic and get scared. 
And Daphne was like, dog, he's a terrible they've been cop. gone three days. Like, we got to let their families know something. Like, we know who he's they are. He's a we terrible let cop. Yeah, he's awful. Can you imagine if, like, they waited two days and that was a difference in the ice and the dark? Like, why would you yeah. not? Like, I'd rather have a false alarm than miss out. So she was like, no, nigga, we're sending them out tonight. Are you okay? So then they take a look at the tongue. And the little boy, Pete, was like, not little boy, but the young the young kid was like, young, young uh, he's like, how do we know this is a human tongue? And Dan was just like, look at it. Like, look at it, nigga. What are you talking about? But then she goes into more detail because she didn't want to embarrass him. And she's like, look, you see those scratches on the tongue? That comes from like a repetitive action. And she's like, it's With, some type she of. She said like when you're putting out a uh, fishing line and you yeah. lick it to like prep it for something. She was like, a lot of Native women, want just, you'll see that yeah. in their tongue. So she could tell that it was a native woman's tongue. And so then we cut to someone's property who we later find out is uh, this woman named Rose. Uh, but at the time, we didn't know her name. And this is old white lady. And she's stripping she's an animal. She's famous. She's famous. Fiona Shaw. Yeah, Fiona Shaw. Yeah. And she's stripping an animal and basically like, you know, getting the animal prepped so that she can chop it up to cook it. Uh and then she just sees this dude standing in the fucking snow with no shoes on and a shirt. And this, and I'm like, this is some weird shit because one, he looks creepy. Two, it's fucking Alaska, and he's standing there like a mm-hmm. t-shirt, some joggers, and no shoes. And she's like, and she's like, what you Travis. want? What do you want, want, Travis? And I'm like, is this bitch hallucinating? Like, what's going on here? Like, is she, I knew she was with the shits immediately because she was like, here you go again, basically. It's so clear that she that he's a spirit that visits her. Like that was clear from from jump for me. Um, and she was so chill about it. Like we see her later, and she's just like in her house. And I was thinking about. So if you notice, she was like washing dishes, and she had a bunch of plants in her house. And I realized you really have to find a way to be self sufficient for two months out the year because mm-hmm. apparently, like water can go bad. Like there's just so many harder ways to survive, and they sell a lot of stuff in bulk for that reason and i just cannot like the way i'm moving back to the mainland (laughs) and you gotta understand we there's so much about alaska we don't know because alaska is huge and i don't think people understand how big alaska Mm -hmm. is i was listening to a different podcast that was talking about something else in alaska and like alaska you could fit texas and california inside of alaska and still have in montana and still have space left 663 267,000 square miles it's huge so that means it's Jeez. like very remote it's three a, times the six three times texas yes and texas is huge and so oh my god you just out there you just out there with no sun for mm-hmm. 60 days that's what I'm, I'm just like how is this not about the purge because when you think about it, why can't people just be like, oh, here's the time. It's dark. Like, you have to prep. You have to make sure you're, you have the bright, like, your brights have to be bright. Your generator has to be going. Like, I'm sorry. That's how you know just... colonization fucked up, too. Because white people couldn't be like, hey, man, indigenous people, y'all can have this. Like, we don't, we don't Right, like, this. what did you want it for? What did <laughs> like, you Russian, all right, so if, if Russian, if Russian people... Tried to colonize it. I get it. Like it's right across the street, right? So right. like, oh, I'm gonna come across the street to Russia and I'm gonna get this oil. But like, random Europeans, like, what the fuck are y'all doing in Alaska? Like, what you gonna be up there for? 
<laughs> also, this is why that when that chick said she can see a last, she can see Russia from her backyard. I completely get it because if this bitch lived on the tip of Wales, which is her ten city, which I, which I'm looking at a map right now, it is very much so like it's getting ten miles, like it's giving like a hundred miles from there to Russia. That's yeah, it's right. I know that, but like neighbor. seeing it is different. It's like when I realized how when I was in Hawaii. And I figured how far I was from everyone. And I was like, I'm going to die here. Like, it just was so stressful knowing that I'm a full day's flight from home. I was like, I could never live here. Could never. Um, <laughs> so then and Navarro, now we're in Australia. This is crazy. Keep going. Navarro's in, in Danvers' office. And she's like, let me see that tongue. I know who that is. And Danvers it's is like, sexual. <laughs> you made it sound like it's like, let me I see mean, that tongue. I mean, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I know it's her. She's like, girl, it's not her. I know it's her. But like a good cop, she wait, She urges with her, but then she does try to pull up the files. And then, sorry, this is a tangent for me. So she talks to dude and she's like, because there's this side story where, so the daughter that I do believe is like, because she says, you don't have to be my mother later. So I'm pretty sure she's her stepmom, at least and that the dad died in car crash. That's what I put together because somebody calls her while she's busy working on the case. And it's like, you need to come right now. And we find out that her daughter is having sex with a teenage girl. And I don't know how old her daughter is. She might be like 18, 19, but I assume she was around the same age. She must be, but like, she might be, she's clearly not 15, right? So she, so the girl she's dating is 16. The mom keeps calling her 15, knowing damn well her daughter's age. And apparently they were like filming themselves having sex. And she was like, I'm just using, like, basically they got caught and the other mom was livid. And so she goes to pick her up and she's, they have this weird dynamic where she's like, don't act like you give a shit. And the mom's like, I don't. And I was like, did she mean about her or about her being gay? Like, what does that mean? And so then while they're arguing, a car comes and slams and you would think they, like, they almost crash, but I thought that like Jodie Foster was at fault for not paying attention, but it really was the lady was drunk and apparently she's drunk all the time. And we get this like flashback yeah, when she steps Stacey. in the snow. Yeah. Stacy. Cause I, I just hope we see Stacy every episode. Stacey's she gets out the cry. She gets out the car crying and fucked up. Oh, and Danvers was having none of it. She's like, Man, get the off. fuck out the car. <laughs> like, but I also, the reason why I think that is I think that oh, I found it. I think that, that's how her ex-husband died like that has to you know what i mean that would only make sense okay, okay yeah. here you go um let me show just that part chief danvers all criminal angles noted stop pretending like you give a shit now no, i don't give a shit but that woman was screaming in my face because you you what because you made a video of a what of you screwing a 15-year-old girl, okay? You made a video that I had to watch. Hey. Hey, are you okay? Did we hit something? Yeah, we didn't hit anything. It's okay. Lee, Lee, it's just an ice slip. All right? All right, calm down. Calm down. All right, Danvers. We got an accident. Yeah, in an ambulance. Possible injuries. We're at fifth and front. (laughs) 
Is that fucking Stacy Chalmers again? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Stacy, you idiot. <laughs> Are you fucking drunk? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right, get out of the car. Get out of the car. Hey, Mr. Hey. So you don't even have your license anymore. My baby, she's not speaking to me. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm so sorry. Get your fucking hands off me. Turn around. Come on. Turn around. Put your hands up right now. Move it. Hands fucking up. Fucking bitch. Like, she low-key hits her. She low-key's like, bitch, like, she's mad. And there's a moment, there's a flash on the screen when she's stepping towards the car where you see, like, a flashback of her in regular shoes, like, and I think that's her finding that her husband oh, yeah. is deceased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Because um, later, the daughter is like, you know, it's silly that we don't talk about it, and she deflects. So anyway, I think that's, like, a side note. So Stacy later is, like, in the place in the jailhouse screaming her head off and i think she's hilarious because she's just like she's just ruining their day by being like let me out um so anyway but i I was gonna say that um the so while they're doing all that she tells the guy who i who is just the nigga she doesn't like working with um that he has some files at his house and she's like oh that's later file that's yeah, you know that well that's around Stacy, but it's just like yeah. she says, Can you go grab the files? And I just want to say when we find out later that this man has all of the code files in his fucking bed, I was yeah. just like, I, I I have so many questions. Um but anyway, I had a million so questions. There's a so, daughter. Yeah, let's Well, go the back. next thing we see is they go to the mines and Navarro's there to talk to this guy named Ryan. And we later mm-hmm. find out that Ryan is the missing woman's well, the dead woman's brother. Brother, yeah. Um and so and she we learned through that that she was an activist. Yeah, she was an activist, and she wanted to shut down the mines. Her name's Annie. And Ryan says that Navarro, she's like, her first name's Evangeline, by the way, but I'll just say Navarro. Uh, she says to Navarro, hey, dog, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, you may want to let this one go. Like, you know what happened last time. Let this shit go. Um, and, you know, that's when they go into Annie protesting the mines, and they didn't talk for a long time before she was killed. And so it leads you to believe that, like, there's, like, an evil corporation, like, mind. That, like, my thought process went to, like, this evil corporation is, like, fucking with people because um, there's a show uh, on the CW called Superman and Lois. And on Superman and Lois, they're in small, they go back to Smallville. Like, Clark, like, quits the, uh, Clark quit, Clark, Clark quits the newspaper and they move to Smallville into their mama's house. And like everybody in in, uh, in Smallville, like works for this one company, right? And so like everyone thinks like if this company leaves, this town goes to shit. So like they take anything from the company because they're like, we need this, we need these jobs, right? Like we need these jobs, we need this income, we need this attention. And it seems like that's so much about this little t- tiny town in Alaska because they're not in Anchorage, right? They're not like ain't they're not in Anchorage. They're like in some like town in Alaska. And basically, the only thing in this town to do is you either work in a restaurant, you work at a school, you work for the police, or you work in the mines. Like, that's, from what I can deduce, those are the options that you have when you live in this town. Um, And so, anyway, they have this entire conversation, and Ryan didn't ask Navarro out of nowhere, do you believe in God? And she's like, "I yeah, I do. And he said like he said something i don't i didn't i meant to write down what he said 
but he, he basically said, must said be something nice about being that a, you feel like that you're, you're not, not alone. alone. And yeah, so she says we are alone and God too, which was an interesting line I've never heard before deep. in the movie. That's deep. He's like, yeah, yeah so- God's there, but not with us. Um, I think there's just a first of all, let me follow this child, this woman. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's a there's going to be something about spiritual, religious, like indigenous tradition in this because there's a rant okay so this is a we'll bring it back but there's one of the sons one of the kids who's on the forest and I really was like are is it just this man and his kids keeping the streets safe like what's going on and so um there's another one who he has a baby and I couldn't figure out how old is is this boy three is he five is he talking is he what is happening because he's drawing but he also looked pretty small and so he drew like a woman with like uh blood around her basically um like a stick figure, the way a kid draws. And the boy calls over to, I guess, I'm assuming the mother who's indigenous and is like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, well, he was with his grandma because you were busy. I was at school and she likes to tell him legends. And so he's like, well, basically they, they have the dialogue about like, you're very white. And so you think this is scary. This is just our culture. And he says like, but should the baby, shouldn't baby be able to sleep? Right. So they have this little dialogue that turns into like a sexy argument because they start to kiss and I'm like are she starts unbuckling his pants I'm like the baby is right the fuck there y'all are not out of earshot (laughs) y'all are not out of eyesight like what is going on y'all arguing about the baby having nightmares no hold on I have to clarify something for y'all from Chanel this is not a baby right yeah he's like five people (laughs) uh, people fuck in front of babies all the time like actual babies they don't know nothing This was like a toddler. This is a toddler who's like... He's able to draw and talk. Yeah, he can draw and talk. So you worried about him drawing that nightmare, not worried about him drawing your pee-pee? Like, come on. So she, like, basically gives him a handy right then and there. And then he gets a phone call, and it's Danvers. And he's like, I can't... I got to answer this. And she's like, oh, you you were off work at 6. I'm sorry, but you're not done being a police officer at 6. I know what she's saying, but, like, you're literally not. If you get a call from the police chief at 6.03, you do need to answer that call. And yeah, that was wild. Seem, yeah, she's like, you need to clock out. No, sir, it's dark everywhere. Anything could happen. I'm going to answer this call. Um, And so, like, they have this, I think that dynamic, they're just trying to prove that dynamic early because she's clearly going to have a question with something he ends up doing. And I think it's going to be, like, white versus. And she's indigenous, indigenous. by the way. Yeah, exactly. I think I said that, yeah. Because the baby is. Yeah, so it's yes. like there's going to be that that cultural conflict over time. At oh, some yeah. point, they're going to have to draw lines. So they're, they're just setting that up. But that was like so wild. But she's calling him to say, I need you to go to your dad's house and break into files and get uh, what Annie Kay's file because I know he has it. He's going to act like he doesn't have it. He's going to act like he keeps forgetting to see it. If I go over there, he's not going to give it to me. So you literally need to break in and, and find the file. Also, while this is going on, Navarro gets a call and it's like, something happened again and so she just dips out uh mm-hmm. talking to ryan and she goes to this hotel and she sees this woman named jules who's like in the this cop is like listen i didn't call this in I just oh that's her you. sister that's her actual yeah, that's her her little sister. sister and she's like i just called you because you know something's happening again so apparently like jules has been going through some shit and so she comes in to talk to her and basically it seems like they got some mommy issues and she says, "Yeah, I, like, but I also think me? there's a the mom has probably it's like a mental health thing. I think, yeah. So she pro, she's like, you promised me we weren't gonna do no hospitals. And then Navarro's like, uh, yeah, we not, we good. Like just try to not like call the shit in again. 
Uh, and so then they go back to the police station uh, and they're trying to figure out like who's funding this fucking facility. Uh, and that's when we see the part that you talked about earlier where, that's where Pete's trying to explain who's funding the facility and all he gets out is the NGO and the next thing you know, Stacy just screaming from the jail cell. And mind you, this is a small town. It. So if you ever watched like Andy Griffin or some show from the 70s where it's like a police, a little ass police station with a jail inside, you can just hear from That's what it's giving. That's what yeah, that's is. what it's giving. Okay, let me play it. <laughs> Are you playing it? You can't hear it? No, we don't hear nothing. Oh, I'm just sitting here watching it. <laughs> love that okay let me start it over but like it's exactly like you said like there's no but if you try and like she's dying so doing putting us all out of our misery the fuck you are she's still drunk yeah so i'll drive her home uh, i'm not letting his still drunk dui out just because sometimes she blows you hey end of story <laughs> back in back in <gasps> by the way he is not a good cop <laughs> like no. you're about to let that bitch go and she's drunk as shit okay wait hold on here here's well thing. he did say he would take her home he wasn't gonna let her drive home. but still you don't you're gonna take her keys you're not you're gonna let her get back in the car if she wants to so drunk Shut up! he has the files <laughs> and i this is when i texted you and said i hope stacy recurs i hope we see stacy again and she wreaks havoc I think we will. not drunk driving but like i just love her to be the t- you know there's always a town drunk like we don't laugh enough yeah. about that, so we don't not laugh, but you know what I'm saying. So I I understand why well, Danvers figured, and then um yeah, so we see so that's when the boy um this one of the sons after that goes to the house and well yeah after, like, Pete, story. after Pete gets that hand job but doesn't bust he leaves and he barely goes, he just gets tickled. Yeah, it was it was like 20 seconds. It wasn't even like Walter White in Breaking yeah. Bad, uh, <laughs> and then. He uh he goes to he goes to his dad's house because Danvers is like yo go get that file for me, and his dad's in there painting this room blue like this entire room blue. Yeah, I cut that part out. Tell him why. I didn't play that part of the clip. Do you remember? I don't know why he was playing it blue. He's what painting it for the girl who's coming. Oh, is that what he said? Yes, oh. the girl, the woman that he from Vratislav. Vratislavic, whatever the fuck she's from, he said he has oh. his wife coming because she says, "Oh, Natasha from the catalog," and he goes, "No, my fiance is coming from Vratislava, and I love her." <laughs> so he's and painting so his room for her. He has to come up with this idea to go into his little storage room. So he's like, "Yo, my son wanted to see me when I was his age, so I'm trying to get this picture." Mm-hmm, and so his mm-hmm. daddy was like, "All right, go in there." And so, and mind talk- you, he has every file ever created in the station in this fucking room. I would, I could not believe. Apparently, he stashed some of them when there was a flood, and I guess he didn't want them to be like disrupted. But literally, he has so many files in that room. And so he finds the file he's looking for. He drops it out the window, and as soon as that happens, his dad walks in, 
But it does seem like he he knew that he dropped it out. The I window. definitely think so. Yeah, it seemed like he was like right there, and then he plays it off and shows him the photo and not. Um, because I was like, "Oh, you're gonna admit it," and he's like, "Oh, here's the photo." He's like, "Okay, cool." But the dad, something's not right with the dad. I think we can all agree on that. Like, he's he's yeah. either a terrible cop on purpose, or like I just see a scene at the end where he like has to draw down on Jody because the the powers that be have him in his pocket. Like, I just see that. So yeah, so then that's when uh he takes the case files to Danvers crib. Danvers is wearing a Minnesota Vikings jacket. So I'm assuming when they say she came here, she came from yeah. Minnesota. It would make sense that you come from somewhere else cold as fuck to go there. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> For fact, because I'm not getting I'm quitting if I have to transfer there. If that's a if that's where the job is, I'm in a new I'm in a new career line. My cousin graduated and he's an engineer. Uh and he's from Baltimore, just like me. And he had just got married. And he's he's probably like six or seven years younger than me. Uh and he his first job, big job that he got with this uh like engineering company, he had to move to Fargo, North Dakota. So he's like, oh, but Fargo's Fargo. where funny things happen. Did you okay. watch you watch that show? Yeah, I'm not caught up on all the seasons, but yeah. I've never seen it. I heard it was good. It is good. No, it's definitely worth watching. My question for you is this, how much do they have to pay you for a three year stint? Uh, uh, I I don't know because I make good money now. So I'm like, you gonna have to. I don't know how much more you are gonna have to pay me to go to Fargo, North Dakota, and my wife would million not go. a million a year. Would your wife do it for a million a year? A million a year, uh, Relo. Relo, hoping you move when you get back. If I had to, I had to oh. be there for three years, I knew somebody who once went to the UAE, and she was getting paid a hundred thousand dollars tax free, and that's why her ass went. Yeah, but the UAE like, is dope. If you don't, saying, she was, if you don't she, break no rules, I mean. But they brought her ass back because it was getting dangerous. They were like, "Yeah, we might not." Like she couldn't complete and get all the money because they were like, "Yeah, some it was it was years ago." But anyway, um, like tax a million dollar three million tax free. Now that I, mean, I can't, I can't give up. I can't do three. Th- that's tax-free three years can, though in Fargo, like North con- Dakota. I feel like I'm getting over on some. No, I'm talking about Alaska. Uh, oh, def no. I, if you tell me I can go to Montana, I could do Montana. Montana's pretty. No, I'd be this, cool in Montana. Wait, this city, this exact city. But no. you're in a mansion. You're in a mansion. They have heated there ain't driveways. No mansions you out have, there. you have no. You can. They're gonna build one on the thing. You're gonna have heated driveways. Your internet? house is perfect. Yeah, your house is everything you want, but you can't. But you have to live and work in this town. You have to go to the office, and you have I mean, to like I, deal if with. If it was the, only three years, I could probably do that. Yeah, I, I mean, because a million is I more than clearing the all year. day. Exactly, so I, mean, I could do that. I, I don't. I can live in the country, but that just—I don't know about that nighttime. I mean, do you know how many guns you'd have to have? You'd have to have guns. I'd have to have backup generators. I'd have to have security cameras, motion sensors, all. Yeah, but shit. you also got to realize it's probably mad safe there. But don't you think people go crazy when it's all dark like that and they know they can get well, in they and get used, out without... Well, they're used to it. That's the problem. Is you, you got, you're not from there. It's got to be startling. Mm, but if I'm making okay. a million dollars, I could leave every weekend to go somewhere. So I'm just there for it. <laughs> you're, 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 you're consulting. That's hilarious. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so then, okay. So yeah, the so lady, Danvers, yeah, go back to... What's her name? She's at Danvers' oh, house. And she's telling... And she's like, he's like, look... I ain't go through all that shit for you to just push me aside. You're going to tell me about this fucking case. Yeah, what the fuck happened? Yep. So he, she comes in and starts making him some food and shit and talking to him about the case. And she's like, yes, yeah, this is, 
that case that Navarro was talking about was this woman that got like attacked real bad. And so she's kind of been obsessed with it. She was stabbed 32 times by an unidentified object that we still don't know. And her tongue was missing. She was a yeah, midwife can... and she was an I, activist. I can play some of it. You want me to? Yeah, you can play it. Body was found on the edge of the villages. Navarro was the first on the scene. They show her finding the body. Name is Ann Masu Kotak. People called her Annie Kay. Stabbed 32 times. Ooh. I just don't need to see the crime scene. Shut off. Star shaped wounds. Murder weapon never found. Missing tongue. Yeah. Never recovered. I knew about the dead girl out in the villages, but I didn't know about the tongue. Yeah, I kept that from the public. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal. Like, whatever they did to her was brutal. And there is, like, the, you can have the prevailing theory that she got, she made too much noise about the mines and it's about a money thing. Um, But then later we find out that like they kicked her after she was dead and like just left her mangled and it was a really brutal crime scene for no like there's nothing she did that was that deep um and so uh, navarro is like there has to be some like um like not xenophobia there's this i'm sure there's a specific phobia for natives but like there has to be some of that in there because like that's hatred and jody's like oh you know it, it like basically she's like and we would have found the killer by now because apparently it's six years not three well years that's ago. that's we way would, later you jump in but I'm just yeah i am but i'm just saying like in the part of the conversation like there's yeah. a lot of there's dialogue about like why this is still unsolved and she's like it's because she's not white um and so i, I would be interested if they can continue to dive deeper into that without it being too on the nose but like still getting the point across so then okay, they so- cut to this local bar and navarro shows up and the guy answers and then the next thing you know she is fucking the shit out of him in this back and i was like are they still at the bar or did they go to their crib no she went to his house like she showed she up at his house. house but she but and that's when i was like oh she's fine as fuck she has a nine pack she's tatted yeah. all over she's so pretty i was like and then she took his toothbrush which that is where you that was disgusting me. you lose me every time when you share a toothbrush for no reason it's like i have friends I, I'm talking about we can swapping spit is already don't I, I don't think about it right? right but we are sharing DNA it's live and it's nasty but toothbrush is just like there's at there's an added bacteria in the room like <laughs> I only want my room bacteria in my and I barely want that I I have a sandy pot on my toothbrush just to be clear like I don't even let the mist from the toilet make it to my toothbrush so I'm already <laughs> not about that life. So then they go back at Danvers and Danvers is brushing her teeth, which was a, a well, cool And transition. by the way, like, wait, sorry. Yeah, exactly. But the guy is like clearly in love with her. Like he, he's, you could tell oh, yes. he's, he, he like want, cause he's like, he doesn't want to finish yet. And she's like, oh, I'm out of here. I got to go. So she makes sure it happens. And he's like, I'm not going to answer next time you call. And I'm, I just want to see her like continue to be a fuck boy. I love that. And Danvers is brushing her teeth and her daughter comes in. Well, it's not her actual daughter, but she comes in and uh Navarro's having like at the same time they cut back and forth Navarro's having like dreams and a woman's voice says she's awake so this is the second time we hear that uh mm-hmm. no I'm sorry Danvers is having dreams and mm-hmm. she hears his voice says it's almost like somebody tapped her 
it, it it's the like brown it, it was a brown hand it was yeah, a brown the hand her. it was like she's awake and then she woke up um and then and there's randomly a a, a a stuffed polar bear with the right eye like no it wasn't uh, stuffed. So that was that was the next thing so navarro's driving and no, I'm saying no. Danvers wakes up and by her feet oh, is a polar that, oh, bear. Oh yeah, it was yes. a polar bear. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so then Navarro's driving and she calls one of her contacts to ask about the research station. Uh, and the phone no, she just was, cuts no, she's out. calling. Sorry, she's calling people who knew Annie K to ask if they knew that she had any connection to yeah, the research station. The research yep, station. And then the phone mm-hmm. cuts out and says she's awake. So this is the third time because things come in threes. And then a fucking real live polar bear, at least we are led to believe it's a real live polar bear, just walking across the street, stops and looks at her. One of the eyes is missing. It's and I was just like, same as this, as the stuff. Uh, what the fuck is going on here? That's when I was like, some moving. supernatural bullshit. Oh, and then, okay, I guess we'll talk about Travis at the end. Um, so mm-hmm. there's like, uh, there's, I think there's something too where there was a kid's voice during Danvers' dream. Like, I just feel like she's probably lost a lot more people than we realize. Um, and like, there's mm-hmm. just some there. I, I think she like, I could tell she had lost someone by how she was like moving around the space. Uh, but I'd just be curious to find out her her backstory and why she is the way she is. Danvers does the thing you see on any detective show where they just start laying out pictures to figure out what the fuck's going on. I want to ask a detective: Do you y'all really do that shit? Or is that just TV? Um, and then it probably does help you trigger like there's all kind of ways to trigger memory so i feel like the red string thing can help you if you are trying to like look at it from a big picture because the brain i bet you there's psychology tricks because the brain really does like pick up on shit that's not relevant and so mm-hmm. I, I i also want to know um oh we forgot before that real quick so the guy who had um they go to get they go to pick up liquor in bulk like the state controls liquor and i wonder if that's like a tax because so many people are indigenous because you know the government like treats them like they need to be rationed anyway so while she's doing that she sees the dude that she knocked that got knocked out in the beginning and he's talking shit about how he's going to beat his wife or whatever and she pours liquor into his she pours Kahlua into his gas into his gas his gas uh, tank the, okay yeah, yeah, gas yeah. Tank. and i was like i fuck with her anyway okay so something about the those pictures triggered uh danvers to like go to the research facility which she no, does. She, no, do you see what it was? She so she's looking at all first of all, they have these random photos of Annie Kay and like selfies. And there's one where she's wearing this fur-lined coat and it has a rip in the shoulder. And then she sees one of the guys at the at the place with the same looking coat on with the patch where that rip would have been. So it's the it's Oh the yeah, coats. yeah. It was yeah, the coat. That's yeah. right. I remember now. And but I'm like, but that was enough for her to say fuck. Because she's on the same wavelength. She's like that she's like there's only so many people with tongues cut out in this area like there's only so many mo's that are going to do a, yes. a post-mortem tongue cut so she's kind of already on navarro's thing but she keeps trying to play navarro every time she sees her like remember you're a trooper now you're a trooper now so she goes to investigate on her own um at the same time that navarro is like yeah i'm about to investigate too like i'm i'm gonna I'm be up there so then they cut to rose the old woman who was cutting up the animal earlier and she sees the barefoot dude again, Travis. And Travis is basically like, follow me. And so she starts following him through the snow. And then the next thing you know, it's like really flurries all around him. And he starts doing praise dances like it's uh, like a church Sunday. It's church Sunday. It's like it's, it's like a interpretive dance for sure. It's very spiritual. It's de- de- it definitely, I guess it's praise, praise dance. But praise dance is a little bit more coordinated. This is more ballet. And 
Then they cut back to the facility. Danvers runs into Navarro. She's like, put your fucking hands up. And it's fucking Navarro. And they end up talking through it. And that's when the conversation happens that Chanel referenced earlier. But she was like, we all know this shit wouldn't have happened if she was if she was white. And then uh, Danvers was like, what the fuck are you telling me this shit for? I wasn't even here. Y'all mm-hmm. didn't solve this shit. And then, mm-hmm. uh, then Navarro was like, yes, and that's why I'm like this, because I never got to solve it. And then mm-hmm. she was like, all right, I'll fill you in. And so she starts, She tells her about the coat and why she basically had looked like she had the same coat. But So they went to look through the facility for the coat. They couldn't find the fucking coat. And yeah, they were they, looking at... Go ahead. They, they were just like call. going through the rooms. Mm-hmm. They were going through the room. They get a call. And they say, Rose found something. So they show up. They take this helicopter out to the middle of fucking nowhere. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait before you get there, because that's the end. Um, so I just want to show this part. Are you playing it? You're joking. No, I didn't hear nothing. Why does it keep doing? Oh, it's because it's on. I had had it on. I am so sorry. I had it on silent again. You hear it now? Yeah. Better watch out. That case sunk you once. The case didn't sink me. You asked me to transfer the troopers. Had nothing to do with Annie. You both know what really happened. But. Lesbianism. Annie's case isn't closed. It's not closed. Just let her go. Let that poor girl go. Let her go. Yeah, and then that's when she goes into how gruesome the the scene was and how hated it was. And you don't get it because you're white and it would never happen where they wouldn't solve this crime. But yes, so we have this dynamic where like, what I just want to say before you finish is that Danvers and Navarro are clearly like Danvers is too good of a cop to let ranking or seniority, or whatever else happened in the past, stop, like stop Navarro. She knows Navarro's going to something. She also is like trying to, she's trying to find the missing man. Navarro can't give a fuck. She's like, that's not, you don't have to worry about me interrupting your investigation. I just want to like solve Annie Kay's murder. Obviously they're going to be related, but um, yes. So that's their final dialogue. And so they come out to the middle of fucking nowhere. They shine the lights. And it looks like some people, I don't know if it's all the people, but some of the people from the fucking facility are fucking buried and frozen to death in mm-hmm. the fucking like, snow. And, they're, like and their faces this? are screaming. Yeah. Like, like their faces are stuck in the animation like they were screaming to death, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the face it literally is It literally is like, like you said, it, I guess they've been gone for several days. So I guess that makes sense. Um, I just want to show you that what it, that is crazy. Oh, um, because when it happens, she goes to uh to what's the lady's name? Which lady? The white the Irish Rose. Lady. Rose. Rose is like she like how you find out? She's like Travis told me. She said, "Girl, Travis dead." She said, <laughs> "I know." She's like, "I know," and so I really you like know. that because she's like, "I'm not where." She's like, "I I know this is wild," and but guess what? Didn't it find you? Um, so. Yeah, they're they're it's terrifying because it's like I guess my question for you before because I want to tell you a little bit more about like shooting this what I found online. What do you think happened? I have no idea. I didn't even watch the 
the preview for next episode because I don't want to know anything that happens because I was so intrigued by this. They didn't give next episode. They gave like the whole season. I think that helps. I, I told you what I think. I think mm-hmm. there's some evil corporation mm-hmm. that has people like fucking with people who have something to do with it. I think they they had Stacy crying during the part where Pete is trying to explain who's funding the research facility mm-hmm. for, for a reason. reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that might have something that they're going to figure out like who's backing this shit like what the fuck is really going Fair. on here Fair. and clearly the people in the research facility knew something right because he says to the other guy she's awake like they know something and you saw I think like either little, that you saw Go something ahead. like scurrying around in the research facility and when, we didn't talk about that but it was like you mm-hmm. know like in a scary movie where you see something mm-hmm. just like jump across the hall or something like that there was mm-hmm. something to that extent going on there that you did not see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think from a storytelling perspective, we know it's going to be something native and something supernatural because of the drawing that the little boy did. Because, like, that's not for no reason. Like, that she's talking about, like, legends and, you know, things like that. Um, So there's one. And then what he drew is a woman. So we know that, like, they keep saying she. There's probably something that's, like, under the snow that's been a w- I, I could see if it's like, here's my, I don't know any like uh, native storytelling, but I would say, I imagine it's a legend of like disturbing the earth and like fracking or mining and drilling and like taking too much from it. And like you awaken a darkness in there because you're not supposed to fuck with the earth like that. Or it's just something evil that got trapped in the snow years ago, something like that. So I think we'll, we'll end up seeing it as something supernatural. Um, and then I think that it could, but I also think the mining and like it really is a white man at the end, an evil white man at the end of the day could also be strong, a strong narrative. Um, I would love to know what the backstory is between uh, Danvers and Navarro. I, also, I think we're going to hear more about Danvers and why so many people in her family. So, like, she's lost people and like what happened. I think that'll come up um, to explain some of those, some of those unclear, um, some of those unclear dynamics. I wanted to also share that, okay, so they they filmed in Iceland, and they filmed from November to April, and sometimes their shoots were negative 9 degrees Fahrenheit, or negative 23 degrees Celsius, and uh, Isa Lopez, who said that since she's Mexican, that was tough for her, um, but the environment was authentic, the actors were cold, and the filmmakers were cold. Again, now that's something where you need to give me a million dollars to be in this show. Because if I'm in negative nine degree weather regularly <laughs> with my coat open, the way you would only film me like from the eyes would because I have a scully, I'd have a no, shiesty on. You gotta on. be an actress. You gotta be an actress. I have a shiesty on, baby. You would not see my face. They, they have, I have to be voice acting. Um, but also, so another thing I thought was really interesting is like the guy who did the first three seasons ended up signing a 360 deal with, I'm just kidding, but he signed a deal with Fox and FX. And so they knew he wouldn't do the fourth season. So apparently they talked to Sam Levinson about this. Praise the Lord in high heaven. He's not the one who did this show. Um, and so Issa Lopez went through it and, um, what she as the showrunner and then the guy, the original guy is like, uh, executive producer. But anyway, it says that she, where True Detective is male and it's sweaty, Night Country is cold and dark and female. She credited John Carpenter's The Thing, Stanley Kubrick's The Overlook, and Ridley Scott's Nostromo as inspiration. Oh, Me being who I am, I'm going to tap into that and go for it, referring to the supernatural elements of True Detective's first season. Okay. 
I mean, I was already in, but that makes me more in. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely she's definitely gonna get get eerie and freaky with it. Um, and the reason why apparently it has that subtitle is because they want it to feel di- like a different story. And I'm good with that. I'm excited to see what they do because they clearly are telling a story. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be twists and turns. I'm not even thinking about at this point. You know what I mean? Sounds good to like me. You always do. Okay, here's the thing. I've never, never been mad at Chanel. I wasn't actually mad, but I've never been Which, like wait, fake what, what mad. Did I cheat about again? I've never been fake mad or at Chanel. Then when but remind me what it was again? Then when we were supposed to talk about Silo, and she gets on Wikipedia <laughs> and looks up what <laughs> happens in the fucking book, even though we know another season of stuff's coming. Know what, we know about what happened? It. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I finished and I was so mad. I was just upset about that show. So um, with that said, though, I was still watching. And sometimes you have to watch. Sometimes you have to know what's coming because so you're not pissed off. And most time, I hate having things be spoiled. So if I'm getting something spoiled, it's because I'm like, I'm at risk of not watching the show ever again if I don't know what's about to happen. Because when I saw all them holes, I said, is this Louis Satchar? Like, what the fuck is this? I was so mad. By the way, yeah. Apple TV is the best streaming service. Like, it's just the best. Like, For All Mankind just ended. It was excellent. Monarch Legacy of Monsters is probably the best American, like, Godzilla monster thing they've ever done because it actually made you yeah. care about the people. Whereas whenever you watch those movies, you never give a fuck about any of them people in the movies. You just want to see Godzilla terrorize shit. Uh, that show was fucking great. I heard Severance. I saw Apple TV posted a picture of Homie from Severance, like as a thing that like Severance is coming back. So <gasps> yay! That is I exciting. Think- oh, do you know I tried to make my mama watch Severance and she wouldn't finish it. Oh, Severance is great. I love. How Severance. can you not finish <laughs> Severance? Like when you really think about it, that's such a good show. It's just. But I guess it's like it is a slow burn. You have to kind of like buy into it. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm super excited. Those are great. We've done shows. a lot of Apple shows too, so they need to give us some money because we've done we've done a lot of Apple. Because we're shows. the only people doing the marketing. But I you think that saying? helps us as a podcast because a lot of people aren't doing podcasts. You know the weirdest? I said this uh, on Twitter the other day. But the weirdest thing about Apple TV Plus is this is the last thing I'll say before we get out of here is mm-hmm. Apple as a company it's even more a marketing company than they are a technology company. Like the iPhone and the iPod and the iPad were more, I mean, they're great pieces of technology. Don't get me wrong, but even more Mm -hmm. than that, they were more unbelievable marketing campaigns that made Apple so popular and so rich. Like it was just Mm -hmm. how they marketed their Mm -hmm. product. And then Mm -hmm. they got this streaming service that to me, they, they invest more money than any other streamers. Like, I don't think that's debated. Like, the quality of the shows, they put a lot of money into that stuff. They've had, to me, like, great show after great show. And even critics think the same thing. And you look mm-hmm. on, if I look on Twitter, look at the hashtag, like, For All Mankind or, like, Monarch. Like, the only show it's anyone ever talks about is Ted Lasso. That's the only show anyone ever talks about, just, like, in general, like, yeah, yeah. conversation. It's the only thing that got me that gets memeified. Yeah. Um, I think that I, yeah, I think it's interesting because they definitely don't 
like it's working for them but i don't know if it is or not like i i think would be interesting to find out that like they don't look at okay every show has to reach a certain minimum and more look at of the people who's watching what shows do they like and i think that's what right. tv should be um there there's a show if you ever watched um if you ever watched barry yeah, you keep telling me I should watch Barry, so I'm going to watch that. After Industry. After I watch Industry, I'm going to watch Barry. I'm tired of you putting these shows up. So if you ever watch Barry, then what they do in Barry is like um, there's a there's a there's this buildup where one of the characters finally gets her own show, and it's so heartfelt, and it's like based on a life story. She works really hard on it, and then it debuts, and they put it on like the app they have, and it's like on the front cover, and they're so excited, and they're having a meeting, and she's like talking about season two, and then they get an update on the iPad that oh, it's not getting the, all the googlies or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Like it's not getting all the shingle shangles, so we're gonna we're gonna cancel the show. Like in the middle of the meeting, and she's like what and they're like yeah it's not gonna be and so the whole joke is like she has this good show that a minute ago people love but now that people might not watch it and it doesn't resonate with like 18 to 23 year olds it's out and I think that's like a very 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 showing of how some shows get allowed to like you said continue and get rebooted no matter how good or bad Mm -hmm. they are and like we're not seeing that only the best shows ever made get rebooted or brought back um like they're just not willing to take a chance and i think it also it really speaks to um but i think apple being so rich they don't like foundation is one of my favorite shows on like it's amazing show and foundation season one they they spent a shitload of money on this show. I think they spent something like two hundred million dollars, like on one mm-hmm. season. Like it was insane amount of money, and it didn't get that many people watching it. But like Apple was like so mm-hmm. rich, they was just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna make a season two. And then the season two came back, and it was it was really good, and a whole lot more people started watching it. And now they're getting to season three. But like a lot of like a lot of these companies aren't willing to do that. They're not willing to be like. Well, fuck it, we're gonna make it because it's good. They just yeah. they go on to the next thing. Anything else I mean, it's no different go, than like you know? the like the Irishman on um yeah Netflix, yeah. right? And then it's like don't not make other shit because you gave Scorsese or whoever twenty five trillion dollars, and now we can't get another season of Mindhunters. Like that's not how it needs to work. Um, anything else for me is that I'm excited to be back. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy uh, I don't know if you heard that we we renamed it to Happy J L King Day. Um, because this is Jonathan Major's day as well. We want to celebrate him. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm just excited to be back. I hope you guys have some patience with us. It'll take some time. Um, the more that we get this going, but we're here and we're excited, you know? And until, do you want to share anything before I wrap this up? No. Okay. Until then, uh, wait, what's the, um see i could say like i can make detective into a verb but i feel i was thinking about how we should have a sign off that's agnostic so okay here we go until then thanks for listening to the we was watching podcast stay watching